I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brew Force. Fine patrons, welcome to the Gilly Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I've got some Jasper Spit Whistle and I I just don't I just don't know anymore, folks. I don't know how to how to respond, honestly, to the day that I've had. I've um, just before entering the Gilded Ram tonight I was approached by a young man on the street. Um, who immediately ran up to me and said, Mr. Spitwhistle, Mr. Spitwhistle. And I said, yes, of course, young man. Uh, you know, thinking, you know, raving fan, of course, you know, plenty of those. It's not the first time, obviously, someone's noticed me out on the street and run up to get an autograph or something of that nature. So I said, oh, yes, son, uh, I am, of course, Jasper Spitwhistle. And of course, I felt he was, you know, obviously nervous about this uh, this interaction. So he, you know, handed over the paper that he was holding, which I immediately, you know, reached for my uh, my pen to be able to sign, you know, my autograph on. And I looked at it for a moment, and it was uh, looked like some sort of important paperwork. And I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, uh, do you have anything else?" He goes, "No, that'll that'll do just fine. Uh, you've been served." Now, apparently, my concerns last week about finding myself in further legal troubles with the constable around town um, related to any uh, impressions that the audience may get about the uh, validity of both theft as an occupation um, were were not uh, necessary. What I really should have been concerned about was being sued by the airship industry for, and I'll just go ahead and read it off the paper, I have it right here, quote, actively attempting to dissuade a person or persons from booking passage on an airborne transportation service." End quote. Um, so yes, I have been sued. Um, I, I don't know what they're uh, suing for damages. It's not listed in here. There was apparently a second page, but I dropped it uh, in my uh, you know, concerns, and then the wind caught it and blew it away. I wasn't going to look like a fool running around trying to get it, but apparently it doesn't really matter. I've got the one page, and um, according to the courts, I have been served. So I, you know, I've got to go defend this in court. Um, I might have some um, issues with that, considering I didn't realize this was against the law, uh, and that I could be uh, sued for this, and I did say um, several times last week that people should steer clear of uh, ships altogether, you know, just in, in all types of boats and, um, and, and, and etc. You know, because I was really worried about getting arrested again, you know, trumped up charges as it's been thrown across my bow time and time again. I do remember, and all of you were here, well, several of you were here, I don't know where all of you have been lately, several of you were here and um, noted that I did say, I think you should purchase uh, a transportation ticket and then not even get on the boat. And honestly, that type of thing should be great for the uh, for the airship industry. You know, so obviously this is a mistake. I, I will go in and I will attempt to plead my case to the court and um, 
you know, sweet talk my way out of there. But if any of you would like to act as uh, witnesses on my behalf, just go ahead and fill out the comment card that's on the tables and um, we'll take it from there. Anyway, when we were last here, there was all types of crazy things happening. Um, if I remember correctly, we were right around the part where Ezra had wandered into the village of, of Urkin. After witnessing the ship formerly known as the Pope's Pride uh, being boarded by some uh, vampiric bear children in pirate gear. Um, as you do. Um, so he confronted their ringleader, Goldie, who he didn't know, but more did actually. I mean, we know a little bit about Goldie already, don't we? Um, she was released at one time from a vampire prison off the coasts of Serestia. And, um, you know, that was kind of Mort's fault. Um, but she made her, she had made her way here to this village of Erkin, likely the village of her birth. Although we don't really have accurate records on that type of thing, so you know, it's kind of hearsay. She had converted a lot of the town's children into, well, I mean, vampiric pirate bear children. Which, you know, they were adorable, to be honest. I don't know where they found all the hats in the patches that were just the right size. Uh, but they were cute as buttons, all of them. Um, but, you know, dangerous things, dangerous things. Um, but with the help of Yarnoff, Ezra did prevail and off they set towards Glacier Moss. The city was a haystack, and in it they were looking for one very particular magic needle. Not literally speaking, of course, it's a euphemism, or a metaphor perhaps. I'm speaking of a Garion. That's who they were really looking for. Hopefully they find him in this part, I don't remember. We will begin on the boat formerly known as Poop's Pride, currently known as Ruxpin's Pride. I don't know that it technically got officially renamed, but I mean, it's the only name the boat has right now. So Ezra, you are uh, hanging out on the boat. You have fled the forest below. Uh, you've escaped from the murderous uh, pirate bears. You are on your way. You know, you've traveled for, for a little bit. The jar of wind that you guys got from old Fezlan Wolf Blood way back when in Burgundy Strum still functions perfectly fine. And it's given a little bit of extra propulsion uh, to your airship. Uh, and far off on the horizon, you see uh, another airship that you are uh, slowly gaining on. I um, I guess I come up from the bow of the ship. I kind of hoist myself over and I wipe my hands clean. I'm like, no one's gonna, no one's gonna find us now. I renamed, renamed, renamed the ship. Renamed it once again. Uh, d do I even want to ask? Ask what? I just named it not Poop's Pride. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, actually, that's not terrible because it's not like Poop's Pride was really a well-known boat. So then they'll be like more focused on what Poop's Pride was, right? Than right. even what this boat is. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's some. That's some next level uh, uh, surreptitiousness. W way to go! I'm a problem solver. You want me on your corporate team? You know what I mean? I got middle management written all over me. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're coming up on on the other ship, and actually, we'll we'll catch them just pretty close to Glacier Boss. Um, I guess we could just meet him there at this point. I mean, I don't think we need to do a, a deadly and dastardly air maneuver to try to get him over to this side. Although you did say they were captured, though, right? I feel like they were captured, but again, I was a plant most of the time. And not like the cool type of plant from corporate espionage where I was like legitimate. You remember the goo? Oh, yeah. Um, no. You gave me... Did you not give me goo? Did you goo me? Um... Oh, the, 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 the Chiar seeds. Yeah, yeah. No, I gave you that stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I gooed myself. And then uh, I was a plant most of the time. I think there was uh, 
thing. There was some stuff going on, but uh, I got I woke up in Stoteville. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Okay, so you were so they may or may not be in danger. I like okay. your plan. Uh, just, so we do have to rescue them or not. Hmm. I think they're probably fine. I think if we just went to Glacier Moss and waited, like they most likely weren't thrown off. So we can wait for the boat to land. If they don't disembark, we'll go to the, uh, the, the brogue. Brig? Brug. What do they call the jail on a boat? Oh, the brig. That's the one. Yeah. We'll go there. Okay. Sounds good. So you guys, uh, I was going to say steam off ahead, but this isn't a steam based uh, vessel. You wind off ahead. Uh, and try to make haste towards Glacier Moss. Okay, so Mort and Lola, yeah. um, you guys are in the lap of luxury. So after your deadly interactions with the painted hedge hairs, of which Lola had very few deadly interactions. No, she spent most of the time running up and down stairs. <laughs> which can be deadly. You know, think about your cardiovascular health, folks. But yeah, so after that has all been taken care of, you guys have actually been really well regarded, really well treated and well received here on the airship. They gave you a a massive suite on the airship that does not have a hole in the floor. Nice. Fully stocked bar. Um, You guys are just kind of probably hanging out in bathrobes at this point, just living it up. Oh, absolutely. I've already eaten through like three cheese trays. Is Zippy Calhoun also living the life of luxury with us? Uh, Zippy Calhoun has been taken to the brig uh, because he was found <laughs> with additional painted hedge hairs. Oh, where did you get those from? <laughs> we'll never know. I, I tell you what, Lola, I could get used to this. This is wonderful. Yeah, l- listen, we're heroes, right? Shouldn't this like just be our life? I mean, I I think so. I mean, we, we probably earned it somehow if you ignore all the bad things i uh lola clears through another cheese tray eating the last piece of cheese and then (laughs) just tosses it onto the floor and puts her hand up and says garçon (laughs) (laughs) there's nobody in the room except for you two Ah. Uh, mort throws another t-bone steak to rufus uh you still don't have rufus oh crap yeah he ran off pretending to be rabid yeah, he ran off, and then you guys never even bothered. Uh, I should have a word with the, the captain and see if they've found Rufus, I suppose. I, I quickly check my hair to make sure Hank is still there. Uh, yes, Hank is. Ah, okay. I feed him some cheese. <laughs> he <laughs> now, delights in the cheese. Don't go eat, eat all that cheese. Leave, leave some for me. I shall be back forth, forthwith. I, I look through his empty rib cage to missing stomach and I'm like, yes, I will leave you some cheese. I just want a taste. You can have whatever falls through me. Oh <laughs> god, that's maybe the worst thing that anyone has ever said to me. Go find your dog. I wander off to speak to the captain and find Rufus. Alright, so you head on up to the bridge. The captain greets you. Oh, hey, Mort. Welcome. I uh, assume the accommodations are to your liking. Absolutely. That never have I ever had such luxury. It's it's marvelous, marvelous. Um, I don't suppose you've found a dog roaming about the ship, have you at all? A uh, a dog? Hmm. There may have been some commotion earlier about a possible rabbit dog. 
running through the ship, but he he wasn't actually rabbit at all. Okay. Are you sure it was rabid, not rabbit? I mean, there was a lot of confusion going on. If Is he... Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone would have confused the dog for a rabbit. <laughs> Are you saying that my dog's been thrown overboard with the rabbits? Listen, I'm not saying that your dog was not thrown overboard with the rabbits. I'm just saying a lot of things can happen in the, you know... Assuming, I mean, it's a, probably a large dog, though. Something no one would confuse with a rabbit, you know. I mean, it's fairly rabbit-sized. <laughs> okay, suppose. so, um, listen, we better, uh, you know. Slightly larger than a rabbit. Sure. Um, probably not, I mean, certainly not, you know, brown and white or anything like that that would have been confused with the painted head chairs or. Uh, I mean, sort of exactly brown and white, really. Oh. Um, more brown, so I mean, with a little bit of white. But oh well, I mean that's a little different than the painted hedge hairs, which are, you know, probably equal part brown and white. It doesn't have a fluffy tail. Okay, okay. Uh, so I, I suppose his tail is kind of a, a little fluffy. Now that I think about it. Um, oh dear. I try and track down the the what would you call him? The porter. Yeah. Okay. The accosted us earlier. Okay. So you go out and search around for this guy. Why don't you give me an investigation roll? You got a pet. That's a responsibility. You get off your ass and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> I was just waiting for Rufus to come up for like several episodes. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that son of a bitch Hank? Yeah, I, I literally just checked on him. Yeah, because you didn't try to use Hank as a diversion and then forget about him afterwards. <laughs> he lives in my hair. Um... And I've got notice, so I guess that'll be the closest thing to, to roll. Okay, sure. That is one. Okay, well, I mean, it takes you some time. So you're kind of walking around, you're looking. But, I mean, you, you kind of know what this guy looks like. You know he's going to be in uniform. Uh, eventually, you track him down on one of the lower decks. Uh, excuse me, re- remember me? Oh, yeah, no, I remember you, fella. What's, what's going on? Um, did you ever find that dog of mine that ran off? Oh, that yeah. That, so, uh, I was chasing that thing back towards the 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 rear of the boat, which is a very uh, nautical term. And then, um, what what happened was is that he had he had run around the the backside somewhere out there. I was kind of looking through the deck chairs for him, uh, and then the boat started getting kind of low. And then we kind of had the alarm go off, and then we all kind of had all hands on deck type situation. And I thought that probably trumped the whole dog sitch. Uh, and then I guess kind of here we are at, at this point. Um, so no, I, I never found him. Uh, I mean, I could come, I could come help you look for him if you if you think he's like still hiding. Yes, like uh, I, if you could uh, go and have a, a look for him, that would be wonderful. I'll, if you go that way, I'll go this way. All right, and I he goes that way. This way, calling for Rufus. All right, so, yeah, if you're calling for him, then as you get to the back of the boat, he will come shivering and crawling out from under a deck chair. He is, he looks filthy. I mean, he's been hiding under this uh, deck chair for a couple, uh, well, actually, it's probably been about, it's probably been about 10 to 12 hours now. And it got, the the boat got way up high, so it was really cold out here for a very long time. Are you just trying to make John feel bad? (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to make him feel bad. You need to take care of your fucking dog. So anyway, yeah. So Rufus comes slowly crawling up. Oh, Rufus, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I take off the robe that I'm wearing. So I'm now a naked skeleton. Oh, yeah? What do you take off? What do you take off next? 
Nobody needs to see that, fella. <laughs> and I uh, wrap Rufus in it. Yeah, his tail does not stop wagging after he sees you. And I head back to the suite. When you get into the room, Lola's standing there with her arms crossed, just shaking her head at you. I, I, he, he knows I didn't mean it. You know, there, there wasn't much else we could do. We, we were hiding, uh, and then uh-huh, the, the rat. Uh-huh. She and... says as she strokes her little lizard's head and goes back to eating cheese. I give Rufus one of the T-bone steaks that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, he he scarfs it. He scarfs well a little bit of it down. I mean, he's a small dog, but yeah, he he has he has. For obviously forgiven you in the way that only a dog can. The rest of your trip to, to Glacier Ross is uneventful. I mean, you guys are largely there by this point. It takes a little while to, to descend and get moored, but then the whistle sounds and you guys are uh, instructed to de-ship. That's the official term. Let's uh, make sure we don't forget Jasper this time. Oh, ah, crap, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he's probably... He's probably- Soliloquying somewhere. <laughs> I on. open the sauna that was in our suite. Jasper, it's, it's time to come out now. We're we're here. Oh, I suppose that's all right. I I thought a, I thought a little while in the in the sauna would erase the damage to my psyche. The, <laughs> Jasper's the, like ten pounds lighter. <laughs> murderous, the murderous screams of those bunnies. You seem to have got all the the blood out of your hair, so that that's a good thing. Have I? I may have gotten oh, well, the blood actually, out of there my. There's still a little, a little bit there in, in your left ear. I don't. Most of I don't know that the blood will ever leave my hair or my hands from what I have done. Jasper, you're really living the life. I suppose. Yeah, that's what you've got to get used to. That sort of stuff. If you're an adventurer. Ah, uh, yes, I know. I, I mean, I of course have had my share of scraps in my day, but you know, you know, you know, to become an old hard case like me overnight, you know, and it's, these things still get to you. You'll find out, you know, as, as time goes on, that uh, you see the faces of those you've wronged in your sleep, <laughs> even the bunny faces. Lola walks out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose it's something that someone as young and inexperienced myself would would never understand. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, like most of your existence, you were, you know, not experiencing a whole lot, right? I mean, how many years did you spend underground? Uh, 15, I believe. That's it? Uh, I wasn't actually underground. I was on the ground. Just sitting there? I was in a ravine. Oh. Well, I mean, there's a lot of places I would sit for 15 years, but it's certainly not a ravine. My word. Oh, well, you know, takes all kinds, I suppose. We should probably get off the boat at this point. I heard the alarm, and that's the usual de-boating alarm, you know. So we should probably, you know, yes, get right on go going. Deboat. I'm just going to grab a few more of these uh, these uh, pocket cheeses that are, are kind of scattered around here. These are these. You could travel pretty well with these. Oh God, they're the ones that fell out of Mort. <laughs> <laughs> I find these on the floor all around the cabin. It's like they don't even pay much attention to where they drop these things. They've got a little wax rind around them. I love them. As you guys are, are exiting the airship, uh, you see a few things. You guys have uh, you have exited onto uh, what is a fairly large city of Glacier Boss in the kingdom of Alondia. Now, it isn't the capital city or the crown city of Alondia because that is on an island and it is a 
a city by the name of Vrim. It's not unusual for there to be big events happening in Glacier Moss because it is, you know, it's the big continental city of Alandia. So you guys are also kind of, even from where you are, you can see in the distance the uh, shimmering mountains, uh, which is, as you guys know, where uh, Mirko was from. There's an enormous mountain range that uh, splits between Alandia and the neighboring kingdom of Gurn. So looking around, what you guys see is it looks like there is some big festival or event happening here in Glacier Moss. The cities are uh, the city streets are completely just jam packed with people of all shapes and sizes. They all seem to be abnormally well armed people, like a militia or something. Maybe, but I mean, it's not. They're not uniformed. So, so the people on the on the streets, they all look like they're. I mean, they're carrying weapons. Uh, most of them are carrying weapons. At least they have armors that a regular person walking on the street would not be wearing. Um, some are very, very fancy looking. And you also see uh, a second airship that is moored uh, right behind yours. And it does look a little bit familiar, except the name doesn't ring a bell because it's called the <laughs> Not Poops Bride. So uh, so at first, Lola gives an appreciative whistle to the, the festivities and the militia around and kind of like draws her cloak a little closer. And is kind of I like, wonder if they're having a cucumber festival. Huh. I, I only thought that shit happened in Merkheim. Oh, shit! Isn't that our boat? She says and, like, jams a finger straight towards the ship. Oh! Oh, oh, oh no, no. That one's not Pooh's Oh, right. yeah, yeah. G- come on! She says it runs towards it. I can't believe Yanov got it working! Uh, you guys get up to get up to the not proops pride uh, the same moment that Ezra, you are kind of getting ready to get off the boat to check out to see kind of what's going on in the in the town here. Lola just makes a fucking beeline up that plank and like flings herself at him and like, oh my god! Whoa, guys, how'd, how'd you find how'd, how'd you find us? Alive, oh my! Yeah, man. Ezra, what else? We were so worried. What else would that be? How, how are you alive? We thought you were thrown off a boat. Well, I think the boat was very low flying, and I am made of stone and clay, so, you know, if you huck a boulder off of a tall cliff, it's still, you know, and it lands in, like, some bracken and bullbriars, it's still gonna be fine. Bracken and bullbriars? I'm just so happy you're alive, she says, and, like, climbs up onto his shoulders. How did Yaddo find you? Oh, man, that's a long story. You got time? No! (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, there was, uh, Yanov just showed up. Oh, no, he was captured, is what happened. And I found a pantsless bear in the woods, um, who took me to a a very small tiny bear who had a bunch of other small tiny bear children with her. They were all vampires. They stole the vote. Um, I punched a hole in her wall to prove how good I am at punching. So she said, you can be my muscle. She sent me to the boat. I tossed all the baby bear vampires off the boat. And then uh, here we are. Robert's your uh, your father's brother. I'm sorry. Can we just uh, take a step back and address the fact that you said vampires? Was this uh, little baby bear called Goldie by any chance? Mart, what did Uh, you do? uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was her name, and she had uh, she had a uh, 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 helper named Clack Clack Claxton, and uh, and then a bunch of little baby bears. Uh, I don't know Claxton, but I have run into 
Goldie before. Um, I may have set her free from her eternal prison. Um, oh, that, that, that's neither here nor there. It, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, well, when uh, when we do finally die for good, our deeds are weighed on that scale, my dude. We gotta do a lot more good now because <laughs> she's a she's a bad egg, my, my dude. She was like, she was like, hey, when, when we're finished with this, we're gonna go and we're gonna do them up. And that's what. She, and by do them up, she meant pillage. And murder, but then she also wanted to have like a, an honest to goodness like merchant empire for some reason. I don't know, but but like the, the murder and the pillaging was, was high on the priority list. She didn't seem too bad when I first met her. I mean, she did kill a dude when I first met her, but that dude was a vampire, so you know, it kind of balances. Out. She had murdered poor Clax 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 Claxton's self confidence for, for sure. Was she with a, a fellow called Jonathan as well? Can't say there was a there were, there was a Gunter. Perhaps she killed him along the way. Maybe I didn't see any stinky Jane. That's for sure. Mark, when the hell did you meet vampires? When I was whisked away by um, our genie friend. Oh shit! Um, actually, I think it was a, a separate genie friend. Oh, a friend of the genie friend. This is getting very convoluted. Guys, while you're here, I do have something really important to tell you. What? 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 Is everyone sitting? Lola's sitting. She's sitting on my shoulder. That's good. Mort, would you like to take a seat? Sure. When I was tossed from the boat, unceremoniously still in my plant form, and I landed upon the bracken and briars, and I crashed down into the crust of the earth. Oh, like a pie. Exactly. <laughs> That's the first thing I said. I was awoken. Awaken? Awoken. You woke up. Surrounded by the stones. What? Yes, so I met the Stoke King, Stoke Fester, and he told me that they didn't go down the left path anymore. How they were very hard did you hit your head? They were worried about the left path. So I went down, because we're heroes now. I said, I'll check it out. Guys, guess who was down the left path? Ugh, I, um, I don't the, even, I can't the, even follow. Jamtooth! What? what? Jamtooth was there. Or the spirit of Jamtooth. And he told me that it wasn't our fault. And that he knew what he was doing, but he knew that we, sometimes you have to be the roots, and sometimes you have to be the trees, but he was being our roots, and that he'll always grow inside of us, and that he made a decision for himself, because he knew that he had to be the best for all the stoats in need. Uh, Lola is checking Ezra's head to make sure there's no cracks in it. <laughs> no additional cracks. And then we shouldn't feel bad. Because he, we, we weren't responsible. He made the decision on his own because we were his only good friends, and he wanted to do something nice for us. So that's good. More sort of exchange the side eye glance. Oh yeah, Lola's definitely given that eye back to Mort. That's that's wonderful, Ezra. I'm I'm so glad that he he knew what was happening. <laughs> You know, we don't have to carry around that, that burden any longer. Yeah, yeah. Also, he told me I met a god, but that's not near as interesting. So, what should we do while we're here? You met a god as well? I think so. It's a, That's another long story. Oh, Yanov! Oh, yeah, yep, hey. Good, good job on the ship, man! Hey, thanks, you know, uh, I have some, a little bit of bad news. Um, I had to... I had to leave all the Frankies behind. Um, oh, I know that you guys were all pretty close with them, but I'm real cut up about this that bad one. news. No, it's I know it's it's terrible for, but I mean they were just they threw off the weight ratio, something fierce. Oh um, God, there's just like a ton of of 
hedge hairs and a ton of Frankies running the earth now. Um, well, actually, I set them to, to building, so um, as long as they don't run out of raw materials, we can actually probably come back to a pretty nice estate. Uh, just a, a manor house, actually, I gave them kind of the, the general plans for. So, I mean, we might have a nice little nice. little place when we get back to it. That sounds great. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> um, all right, so we gotta, we gotta make plans to get to uh, Snowbroth Valley. Oh, well... Congratulations, we've arrived. Well, okay, no, I completely forget where fucking Agarian <laughs> told me to go. No, it he, was Snowbroth Valley. So okay. he told you to go to the Snowbroth Valley. Glacier Moss is is in the Snowbroth Valley. So you were there. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so I guess we just start looking for Clash Tiger and Agarian? Well, what was that city you said that um, Agarian was from? I mean, if he is on a, some kind of murderous rampage to kill all the paragons, which still seems kind of unlikely to me. Surely he would be heading to the capital city? Uh, Cerestia? No, that that was the other uh, place. That's a different kingdom. God capital city would be would be Vrem. Oh, it's... Where's... You ever seen a man Vrem? It's with a Y and two M's. Come on. Oh, you know, actually... Uh, you know, my daughter is lives in Vrem. Uh, yeah, so I mean, go. if we're gonna if we're gonna go over there, that would be uh, great. Actually, I've been trying to. Uh, but she did say that traffic, uh, airbound traffic and ship traffic to the island is not allowed, and couldn't get there, and there was a whole big issue. And so, do you think um, Garion would be in Vrem? He was well. Uh, well, he's from. He was from Glacier Boss. Uh, I believe you guys were saying earlier, I wouldn't know personally, but this is the, what I understood uh, from the discussion. But I mean, if he did, if he did tell you to come to the Snowbroth Valley, uh, then Vrim would not be in the Snowbroth Valley. Vrim's, Vrim's an island. So it, we, we might be here. I guess it's, it's kind of search. What the heck's going on here? And he's looking around at all the banners and the streamers. I can only and- assume it's a cucumber festival. Okay, all of them are uh, are labeled with uh, the same acronym, and a lot of flashy script everywhere. But they all say A N T P. Ant. Uh, the Londrian Nation of Toilet Paper. <laughs> a stopper passerby. Uh, excuse me, madam. Uh, I'm, I'm a I'm a gentleman. Thank oh, you. Oh, my my apologies. You're very um, pretty. It's it's hard to tell when when you got all that armor on. Yeah. What, what well, exactly is going on here? Some kind of festival? <laughs> no. That, I mean, come on. I mean, you're obviously here for the for the contest, right? I mean, look at you guys are all seem like you're you know heroic types, right? Oh, the the ANTP contest. That's the one. Are you excited? I'm excited. This is like sure, you know you dream I... about this kind of thing happening. Can you remind me what the reward for this contest is? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the glory of this is this is. You, am I on? Am I on a like? Am I being tested right now? Is this what's yeah, going I'm, on? I'm okay. more referring to say like jewels or gold or. I mean, that that is word of some officials from the contest going around asking pointed questions to the contestants and seeing uh-huh. how much they actually know about the competition. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I don't know where you would find such an official, but I think they may be in disguise. Anyway, Interesting. What do you think ANTP stands for exactly? Go ahead and roll deception. 
Very well played, John. Uh, three. Uh, you have him bamboozled. <sighs> All right, so ask your question again. What exactly does ANTP stand for? Oh, uh, what do you believe that it stands for? Uh, I mean, everybody knows it stands for Alondia's Next Top Paragon. Exactly. Good question. <laughs> answer. Good answer. Good. Um, if I was an official, I would certainly give you some points for that one. So good. <laughs> and uh, what what do you have to do to win this contest? I mean, uh, let's see. Uh, there's the gauntlet. Uh, there's, yes, yes, of course. There's the Smize competition. I know that one. Um, th- there's mystery round. I know there's mystery round. Yes. Um, and then I uh, I don't know. And it kind of changes up. The, like find finding the, the you know it. Yeah. Uh, it's on the tip of your tongue. You got it. The truth of. Truth of- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know it. Oh, I don't know the sorry. fourth one. I don't know it. That's okay. It won't count against you. Um, but you, you can. Uh, I do have one final bonus question for you. Okay, if, I'm here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm Give you a bonus, but of course I'm not. Mm. Um, what is the Smize competition? Smiling with your you, eyes, you idiot! It is. He's got it. He's got it. Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly that's right. Good. That's good. That's a point to you, my fine clay friend. If if I had the capacity to give out points, which of course I don't because I'm not an official wink. <laughs> How did you do that? How did you wink without eyelids? <laughs> I just I just said it. I didn't actually wink. Oh, that's why you got to say it. it. I understand. Okay. <laughs> oh, you. God. Um, well, thank, thank you for the information, my kind man, and good luck in your paragoning. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you too. A wink, a wink. <laughs> Bye now, wink. I, I like elbow more right in the ribs, like, buddy, you're getting good at this lion thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think uh, my, my uh, featureless face helps, you know, I don't give much away. All right, so we are to assume that they've taken out of the out the Paragon in this area. I guess so. I didn't even think of that when they said that uh, that they're looking for the new Paragon. I didn't even think that that means they've lost their old one. Yeah. Guys, the perfect plan has fallen into our laps. <laughs> All we have to do is win the contest, and then the winner will serve as bait. And then... Bill, and then a previous paragon will come to kill us. But then, joke's on them, because now we've been conferred with all the powers and rights bestowed upon a paragon, and we can duel. It didn't help the previous paragons. Because they were caught unawares. No one, no one knows there's a, 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 there's a... Oh god, he's broken. He, keep, he keeps going for like two or three <laughs> minutes like that. I, I, I give him a little tonk on his head. No one knows there's a, there's a man out here killing paragons for fun. Except for us. So if you're a paragon, right, uh, and another paragon comes to see you for paragonly business, and then just, that's the sound that the knife the knife makes when it slips in between your third and fourth rib, they don't know. But we know it's coming, so we can be prepared with some padding for the ribs. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't get much out of slipping a knife between my ribs. It's, it's, I liked you better before you lied, and we're so literal. <laughs> well, uh, this is a good plan. Agree with no, me that this is a good is. plan. 
Yeah. Um, Adam, I assume that we know who the previous Paragon was. Yes, you probably do. <laughs> uh, Tell us who Noun Verver was. God damn it. <laughs> okay. It. A- an easier question. Forget about the name. What mm-hmm. was his relic? His or her. I don't remember. Uh, uh, oh, it's uh, oh shit, oh shit! I forgot what it was. Um, so you would know that the relic of Alandia is Dream's Flight, which is a bow. <gasps> oh shit! I thought you were gonna say a magical cod piece. Unfortunately, <laughs> whoever killed the Paragon has probably already taken it. Yeah. So I don't know that if we became the Paragon, it would be much bait for this assassin, because I assume he's only killing them to get the relics. If he's already got the relics, then... Well, hold on. There is that one relic left still, isn't there? Well, actually, if you don't mind me uh, intervening here, uh, just from what I've picked up through my travels... um, there's actually uh, uh, more than just the one. I mean, there's one unclaimed relic that, that well, that's obviously, what I mean. yeah, that obviously they're they're gonna probably make a, a push for. You know, but but the council has a lot more relics than that. Yeah, they just what? they just give one to the paragon. Every paragon gets to choose their relic, right? Like maybe this guy just loves bows and arrows. Well, I mean, they don't get to choose. I mean, it's it's kind of bequeathed to to the kingdom in and of itself, but. Uh, but there's a lot that they just don't hand out anymore. All of the ones that Belladonna Steel on her had on her when the Austin Reach happened, those have just been locked away somewhere. So if these paragons are falling left and right, then I mean they might have to open up the vault. <gasps> I hope there's brass knuckles God. in the vault. Is this the plan? Is this uh, well? I mean, it's got to be part of the plan. They want that vault open, right? You know, you know, it's a good way to find out. Become a paragon and ask them. <laughs> All right, well, let's do it. Before we enter this competition, perhaps you could try contacting Garion again? Yeah, I, I thought about that, and then I felt nauseous, and then I didn't do it. But now that you've said it out loud, I guess I kind of have to. All right, I'm spending a fate point. Okay. I have decided there is a there is a word limit on message. Okay. So we're going to we're going to do 25. Oh boy, now you're going to make me count out the words, aren't you? Mhm. Mm-hmm. God damn it. All right. So the message is, I don't suppose you could narrow it down for me. Is it like can he respond? So in the past they have responded, but mm-hmm. maybe you've changed that. I would say that they are allowed to respond yes. Okay. One time. Okay. It's like a, so, it's like a it's like a one out one out one in type situation. So okay, so I can say one and I can get one, but that's it. Yeah. Okay. So I don't suppose you can narrow the area down for me. Let's make this easier on everyone if we can. Why don't you just say, "Yo, we hear where you at." You up? <laughs> As for longitude and latitude. I don't know what those are. Oh, I'm smart. I know what those are. All right, so that that, that works. That's, it's, that was like 20, so that sounds yeah. pretty good. So uh, you hear, not in your head, but in your ears, I'm, I'm right here. And as you turn around, you see uh, a man in a cloak with his hood up, and it is quite obviously a Garion. 
bet you didn't see that one coming, did you? No, 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 no. You thought well, no, another, another, another long slog through the town, and they'll try to find a Garion for, for for days and days, and we'll be here still two months from now, and they'll be telling us at the time that they just barely missed a Garion, and then they had to send him another message, and etc., etc. No, guess what, punk? Here's a Garion in your eye. I mean, it was an emotional moment. I mean, both good and bad emotions. It was a, it was a, it was an emotional whirlwind, if nothing else. I'm very attuned to the emotions of my fellow uh, beings, and um, I tell you, I, I was swept up in the in the fury and the and the pain and the anguish and the joy, and um, it was uh, it was a, it was the most moving moment of my young life to that point, I believe. Um, I mean, because you have to, you have to think these these people. They, you know, they looked upon this man and they saw, uh, you know, a teacher and um, a, a, a mentor in many ways. But, you know, he had died. You know, fully believed he had died. And even though they had assurances to the contrary, you know, they had the word of you know, a jazz Ibn Al Rashid, the Marajini, who could see the names of the dead, and assured them. Agarion's name was not among them. They had spoken with Shiva, the Sand Elf and would-be assassin of Agarion, who said many of the things that happened in that cave were set up far in advance. And their communications with Amatha also rang through their minds, as this would-be king was told where to be and when to be there once the Paragon had fallen. And they had been back to the tomb itself, seeing no body left remaining, and knew something was wrong. But there's knowing, and then there is knowing. For now there was no longer any doubt. Agarion was alive, and for whatever his reasons, to each of them he stood a damnable liar. And it is there that we will pick up next time, folks. And do come join us next time, because the exciting part is about to pop off, as it were. Um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a Paragon contest going on in Alondia. That does not happen very often. In fact, it's only happened a few times, actually, that I even know of. Um, and so there's that part of the story. Uh, that's probably one of the more well-known parts of the story. But I do have the inside track, because as I've said many a time, I was actually there. Okay, um, so I can regale you with the tales of that and perhaps a little bit more from uh, the truth behind Agarion's actions, thoughts and deeds that day in the tomb. And if I could possibly uh, lure you in with any more tasty morsels of information. Up until this point, the brute force we had spoken of was, of course, Lola, Ezra and Mort. Initially, Mirka, the Yeti fighter as well. But it was in the town of Glacier Moss, in the kingdom of Alondia, that the story of the brute force grew with one more voice. Not to step on that truly dramatic moment, but I do have a few uh, official things I do have to get through here today. Um, so the first three rows, um, are the common cards, you're going to want to make sure and fill those out because you are closest to me and can most adequately identify me in court. What? Don't, don't, don't get up. I, I, you're going to stay and you're going to fill it out. There's, um, I am authorized to, uh, to offer an additional, um, mini taquito, actually, to anybody who should. 
I, I purchased this plate of mini taquitos and you can have one if you just fill out the card, okay? They're, they're small, but they're actually quite zesty, and so I think you will uh, enjoy the experience if you just go ahead and fill that comment card out and um, give me some information so I can get in touch with you um, as this legal proceeding uh, continues on. So beyond that, I do hope I see you here next time at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. Tip your Minotaur bartenders and um, bye now. Wink. Wow. What? Wow. What? Wow. That episode, Carly. Mm. Oh, I didn't realize we had started. I thought you were testing audio. <laughs> no. I mean, I was, but I, then I realized, you know what? That's what I would say anyway. Wow. Wow. That episode. Can you, know? you believe the hijinks that the crew got up to? I can't believe life has come full circle. And now we can quit the podcast because it was really all about what happened to these guys while Agarian was away. That was the whole point. And so now we're Oh, done. shit. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm glad to have a lot more free time. Yeah. See you, everyone. To your bottle episode. Or uh, no. instead, you could join us on April 28th. That's the this Saturday coming up for the Geekly Inc. charity stream. Hi, everybody. It's John here. I just want to jump in quickly. This episode was actually meant to be released last week, so everything Carly was about to say about coming along to the Geekly Inc. charity stream to raise money for the Alzheimer's Association is no longer relevant as the stream has just happened. So I just wanted to come in quickly and say thank you to anybody which came along um, and supported the stream or appeared on the stream or just tweeted about the stream um, we managed to raise over nine thousand dollars I'm not gonna do the meme don't worry uh, nine thousand one hundred and eleven dollars for the Alzheimer's Association and we couldn't have done it without the support of all of you guys and the Geeky Inc community so thank you very much from the bottom of my heart and now back to your regularly scheduled outro Let's take a look at some, some reviews. Let's see. Gollum Gollum by True Form Unseen. Oh, True Form Unseen. That makes more sense. <laughs> I thought it was like true for somebody named Munseen. I, I did uh, too. Anyway. I mean, we're being fair. Five stars. Love this podcast. I love how each episode starts off with Jasper Spit Whistle the Bard narrating the story like all the events have already happened. This is the epitome of how RPGs can tell an amazing story. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Thanks. True Form Unseen. We have another one. Can't get enough brute force by, oh God, and I am going to butcher this. It's either B. King Todd or B. King Todd or Biking Todd. Baking Todd. Maybe it's Baking Todd or Baking to Double D. Baking Todd. Five stars. I have have to say I love this show. All the characters are amazing. I constantly find myself laughing out loud. I would call out my favorite character, but they're all my favorite. I have been listening since the beginning, and I'm super impressed. I look forward to my commute every time I get to listen to a new Brute Force episode. Wow. So, well, thank you. Thank you, Baking Thanks, Todd. Man. Thanks, Baking. I hope that... You... Hey, maybe he makes pies. That would be that would be very serendipitous. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for, for joining us and listening. Thanks for rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It definitely helps get our personal brand of pie-related humor out in front of more uh, and more people. So thanks, guys, and uh, bye now. Wing. Can I also say that I'm essentially Mother Teresa and I rescued a runaway dog today, like an hour okay. ago, 
and it was a male and it was very strong and it pulled me like in a cartoon onto my face and dragged me through some mud. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, That's good. Okay. But I rescued him. I saw this dog running around and I was like, okay, he's not near any houses. He's in near a park. He's like clearly escaped from somewhere. So I went and I, I drove back and I got him by the collar and I was trying to get him to my car because I was going to take him home and then get a leash and everything and like go back and like properly look around to see if there's owners anywhere. Except this dog was the strongest fucking dog in the entire world. And we were right in this, like all this grass with mud. And I was expecting, like I was pulling him towards my car and thought, Hey, that's a, that's a thing that you can do with dogs. Nope. <laughs> he immediately started running one way and I had a real good arm on his, uh, on his collar. And I went right fucking face first into a mud puddle <laughs> and I didn't let go because I didn't want him to run away again and he dragged me <laughs> so so how did this end in a rescue I I finally got him into the car and got him a leash and then went back and his owner came or like a half an hour later wow <sighs> yeah wow <laughs> so you just more than anything you slowed him down until he tired out <laughs> Either that, or you just stole somebody's dog. I know. Put him in your car, and then just returned him 20 minutes just later. just temporarily stole a dog. Uh, this dog also had the biggest balls I've ever seen on a dog. That's where he got that strength to drag That's what I thought. With. Big old ball strength. Is what <laughs> Big they old ball, ball strength. This is a true story. I'm serious. I'm lying. Our legs were numb. And really, really tired. Best. Oh. You, did, you did not oversell it. You did not oversell it. That is that's wow. it. That's the, the six, best six thing I've ever heard. <laughs>